Welcome to the Dime Podcast, where we share our two cents about five questions to help simplify your business so you can focus on your mission. In this episode, we're talking about let me talk to my lawyer, and we're talking about legal issues uh, for organizations. I'm Neil Smith. I'm your host. I'm joined by founder and CEO of Dime, Ben Habeck. Ben, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Nils. So we're talking about lawyers, and Ben, I want to share with you my my first lawyer story. So my stepmother is actually a lawyer, so I, I grew up around lawyers, uh, but I decided in college, uh, I was 20 years old, and I got a jet ski ticket on Lake McQueenie in New Braunfels, Texas, <laughs> uh, just goofing around with buddies on the lake, but I decided that I was in the right on my ticket, and so I was going to fight it. And I didn't need a lawyer because my stepmother was a lawyer. So I knew everything as a 20-year-old that I needed from a legal perspective. Went to court to fight my $50 ticket on the lake. Um, I literally went through the process of selecting a jury and uh, literally had this whole court thing. Had a court hearing, court case. Um, and I had a jury trial. I, I eliminated jurors and the whole thing. <laughs> I got slammed in court. I had no idea what I was doing. Everything I said... <laughs> Was uh, and I don't even remember what lawyers say now, but it was like, judge, that's he can't say that, and the judge said you can't say that, <laughs> and I couldn't say anything, and I just I had no case, even though I really do feel like I had a case because I didn't have a lawyer. Now at the end of the day, it was a fifty dollars jet ski ticket, uh, but that was my lesson. That cost uh, you two hundred dollars after cost, court costs, so <laughs> I had to pay the ticket and the court cost afterwards, and I wasted all these jurors' time. Yeah. Um, but I, it was a great learning lesson. Uh, I don't regret it today because it was fun. Uh, of experiencing that. Now, it could have been serious, and I could have been in that place where I felt like I didn't need a lawyer. Um, and if I would have, literally, my stepmother was a lawyer. You know, I could yeah. have just said, let me call my lawyer. Uh, <laughs> but, I, but I was too bullheaded to do that. Um, ben, let's let's talk about organizations uh, and, and just when they need a lawyer or when they need to call their lawyer um, and maybe when they excessively uh, call their lawyers because I think there's probably two sides to this conversation. So the first question here, Ben, is when does an organization need a lawyer? When do they need to lean into some legal advice? So <clears throat> an organization really needs a lawyer day one. Day one. And we've talked about this in other podcasts that uh, you know this, the way you structure your legal entity is important um, all the way through to employment agreements and shareholder agreements and customer contracts and all these other things you you know you really should engage a lawyer day one yes uh, and have somebody kind of in your back pocket that can kind of help you with with things Um, and then there's always the case that like I got sued by this guy or you know this guy isn't paying me what do how do we you know go through the collections process Um, so, so there's really a couple different kind of lawyers yep. um, that you, you end up hiring. And what you really want is you want to find a good generalist. Yep. Uh, it's a lawyer that knows a little bit about a whole bunch of things. They're usually, usually really good at corporate law. So yep. they know how to do employment agreements and shareholder agreements and things yep. like that. And they know a whole bunch of really good lawyers that are great at uh, trademarks yep. and they know other lawyers that are great at insurance claims and other lawyers that are great at employment law and all these different things. And so you have sort of one person that you work with yep. that, that, you know, you have a really good relationship with mm-hmm. and they sort of work with other lawyers, you know, whenever you need those other lawyers, but they're kind of your go-to person. Yeah. Interesting. And then when it comes to choosing the right lawyer, most people's probably 
choice lawyer at this point is Google and they just Google <laughs> whatever their legal needs might be uh, and Google gives them whatever, you know, and that, that's what they lean into. How does somebody go about finding a, a lawyer and, and a lawyer that they can trust? Because I think they're in some ways there's, there's a lack of trust in lawyers that people feel like they're going to get ripped off and they're going to spend too much money. So how do you find a, a legal advice or a lawyer that you can trust? Yeah. So my, in, in my law classes in college, there was a lawyer that actually taught one of our business law classes. Yeah. And the very first day, I'll never forget this. The very first day he said, I just want you all to know, never hire a lawyer off a billboard or out of a phone book. Hmm. And this was coming from a lawyer. Yes. And he said, the lawyer you want to hire is the one that has been referred to you by somebody else. Yep. So if you run into a guy at church who says he's a lawyer, you don't necessarily want to hire that guy. Yeah. You want to find a friend or somebody else in the business world that you work with or in the church space and say, yep. who's your lawyer? Yes. And they'll say, Oh, Joe Schmo down the road. Yep. Why do you use him? Here's why. What has he done for you? Here's what he's done for me. You know, the, so I'm, I learned that from my, you know, one of my legal law professors yeah. in college. So that that's, that's the best way to find a lawyer is through a referral and yeah. ask people. Yes. So. That's so good. I mean, I think people you can trust, you know, if they've already been ripped off, they're going to tell you, you know, who not to use as well. I connect into business law. It reminds me, my business law professor was actually an NFL referee or NFL umpire. Oh, really? So I would see him on Sunday in the NFL games, and then on Monday, we'd be in class uh, teaching business law. He made business law interesting, yeah. which is hard to do. Yeah, for sure. Well, the, the other piece of that, too, is... You've got lawyers that are specialists, yeah. So they may they may be a specialist in family law, yeah. But they've gone through all the classes and they know just enough about business law that they could help you set up a legal entity, yes. Um, but that it may not be the best, yes. It's like going to a you know a an, a podiatrist to yeah. get your eyes looked at. Yes. You and know, they may know enough about it, but it, it might not be the best. Yeah, that's good. My, my stepmother's a contract lawyer. So she's always yeah, like, there you go. I can't do that. But, but what lawyers also know other lawyers. And so yeah. lawyers can connect you to the right lawyers as well. And so if, yeah. you, if you know of one, that referral is a great, great idea. Yeah. So, so let's talk about how to maximize your legal support. And so typically it's hourly when you're hiring a lawyer. So Naturally, you can get to where you overutilize a lawyer, and and I think probably most people lean into underutilizing their legal advice. How do you maximize that time and maximize that that legal support? Well, let, let's first of all squash that idea of okay. lawyers are expensive. Okay. Okay. So the reality is, it does not cost you anything to hire a lawyer. Okay. So. If you ask a buddy, who's your lawyer, who do you use? And he says, it's, you know, John Smith down the road and you go have lunch with John Smith and say, tell me about you. Tell me about your law practice. What do you specialize in? That sort of thing. What should I be working on? Et cetera. They're not going to charge you for that stuff. Okay. And if they do, you don't want to work with them. Yeah. But most of the time they're not going to charge you. Um, And they're not going to charge you if you say, okay, you're my lawyer. They're going to say, great. I'm your lawyer. Call me when you need me. Um, So it doesn't cost you anything to hire a lawyer. It only costs you when they do work for you. Okay. So what I would look for in hiring a lawyer is really, 
you know, who is it that, that understands my business and that cares to understand my business or who is it that understands my church and cares to know more about my church? Yes. Um, who is it that I feel comfortable communicating everything about my world with and who do I think is really going to be on my side to protect me if something happens down the road? Yes. So that's the person I want to work with. Um, and then I say, uh, I don't want to be billed if I have to call you and we talk on the phone for five minutes. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take advantage of you. Yep. Um, but I really don't want to get nickeled and dimed all throughout the relationship. Yes. Bill me when you know we engage you to do work. Yep. And if you had ten phone calls with me over the last six months, yep. Somehow include those ten phone calls on that billable work. Yep. But if I call you and we talk for five minutes, don't send me a bill for fifty bucks. Yep. Um, and usually the lawyers that, that I've had experience with, they say, yeah, we don't, we're not going to do that anyway. Yes. Um, because they want to have a relationship with you too. Yep. Um, so first of all, they're not bad people. They're great people. We yes. all need lawyers Yes. and they don't necessarily always overbill. I think that was kind of a thing of the past. Yes. Um, and you know, lawyers are, are really great people and they're, they are there to help you and to protect you yes. So build a relationship with them. They're going to charge you. $200 or $250 or even more sometimes yeah. um, when they do work, yep. but it's going to be worth it. Yes. So is is there a standard rate that people should say, this is high, this is low, this is... <laughs> like, if, if you hear that a lawyer $50 an hour, should you be raising flags of they're, they're probably not... You know, a great lawyer or what? So the only time I would be cautious is if a lawyer is trying to give you a big discount because yeah. he cares about your church. Yeah. Um, that's where I would be cautious because you want to pay them, in, in my opinion, you want to pay them their full rate yeah. because you expect their full work out yes. of them. Yep. So if a lawyer comes in and says, oh, I bill at $250 an hour, but I'm going to only charge you $150 an hour, yep. I would probably say I, I would rather pay you your full rate. Yes. Um, and, and there is, I mean, I think this is just natural for people to think. If a yep. lawyer comes in and says, I'm going to charge you $100 an hour, yep. you kind of wonder, is, it, is that going to be a good lawyer? Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, if they charge you $400 an hour, yep. you might think that's overkill. It's using a bulldozer to plant a tulip yeah. kind of thing. So, you know, somewhere between the $200 and $300 an hour range feels yep. right, yep. Um, at least in metro Atlanta. Okay. Um, other cities may be a little bit different, but, yeah. uh, you know, expect to pay that, yeah. I would say. Yeah, that, that makes sense. How, how When it comes to a church and a nonprofit, what, what are the most important legal needs that, that they need to make sure they're leaning into their lawyer for? Well, the, the first and foremost is really their constitution yeah. and their, their legal documents, their formation documents. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're a if you're a nonprofit, you need to have bylaws and all these you know legal documents. If you're a church, you need to have a constitution. Yep. Um, so oftentimes, you want to find a lawyer. If you're a church, you want to find a lawyer that knows how to work with churches. Yeah. Um, so find somebody that knows how to write, uh, you know, a constitution. Yep. Um, because there's a lot of spiritual stuff and uh, you know biblical stuff that needs yep. to go into your legal documents. Yeah. Uh, but you need to make it specific and applicable to your state. Yeah. So there's specific verbiage that you need to use for, you know, for your state. So make make sure that you hire somebody that understands church if you're a church, yep. understands nonprofit if you're a nonprofit, and then yep. there's a plethora of of lawyers if you're, um, you know a small business or whatever. Yeah. Um, so beyond that, if, if I were starting or yes. when I started, yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, the, the legal documents when you're first getting started are most important. Um, and then I would, even if you don't have employees yet, get a, an employment agreement together and have a lawyer do it. So many people go out and they Google employment agreement and they download something and they change all the names in it. And here's your employment agreement. Right. Um, that is terrible. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, and same with customer agreements, you know, um, and there, if you're a, if you're in the, accounting business, the, your, the AICPA or your professional organization will give you some legal documents. Yeah. If you're a photographer, um, you know, there's photographer organizations that'll say, here, use this customer contract. Yeah. Um, don't do that either. Okay. Most of the time those are okay. Yep. Um, but what you really want is you want a lawyer to draw up those documents. And the expectation is not that you just have a a contract to use with your customers or your yeah. employees, yeah. Um, but you now have a lawyer or a legal representative that's going to represent you if there is an issue. Yeah. So if you hire a lawyer and then you go hire an employee and you use the document that lawyer gave you yep. to hire that employee, if the employee comes back and says, I'm going to sue you for this, this, and this, yep. you would expect that lawyer to represent you yep. in dealing with that case. Yeah. If you just download something off the internet, a lawyer is going to come in and say, I didn't write that document. Yep. I had, it's not right. It's not the way I would have written it. And yep. so they're going to have a much harder time representing you. Yeah. So you're not just trying to get a legal document. That's really the easy part. Yes. You're trying to get a legal document that a lawyer or a specific lawyer will represent you if the, a bad thing happened. Yeah. And, and so I, I think about, and, and what I'm hearing is you need a lawyer from day one. Uh, of your organization, and then when you have that that bad thing happen, you need to not say, "Oh, I need to go find a lawyer now." You need to have that lawyer on 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 speed dial. Yeah, and, and so you, you've got them you've got them ready to go. Yeah, and again, they're not going to charge you for that. Yeah, they're sitting there yeah. waiting for you, and it's. Yes. I think a lot of people think, "Oh, if I hire a lawyer, they're going to make me put up a." $3,000 retainer. Yes. Lawyers don't do that. Yes. Not in the business world. Yes. If they're representing you in a case, they will. Yes. But that's kind of understandable. Yeah. Um, in fact, I've heard a, a recent uh, uh, statistic that lawyers have the highest uh, accounts receivable balance of almost any industry. Lawyers have the hardest time getting paid yep. of almost any industry, which is wow. fascinating. That is interesting. Uh, but it's part of the reason they ask you to put some money up front if they're representing you in a case because yes. they want to make sure they're going to get paid something. Yes. Um, so back to the legal documents, you definitely want your formation documents. Yep. You want an employment agreement. Okay. Uh, you definitely want a uh, some sort of agreement if you're a small business or even a nonprofit with yep. your with your customers. Okay. So um, you know what kind of agreement do I have with my customers? And then if you're a church, uh, the the other big piece of it is really the insurance side of things. Okay. So. Every organization should have insurance, yep. general liability, all these yep. other coverages. Yep. Um, but they also should have a lawyer that can represent them in that. Okay. So if you're a business uh, or even a church and you hire, you, you buy your insurance, if there's a claim, the insurance company is going to hire a lawyer. Yep. You should have a lawyer represent you as well yes. to help settle that claim, not just with the insurance carrier, but with yep. whoever else is on the other side of the claim. Right. Um, so you want to find, again, you want to find a generalist that knows somebody in the insurance business or yep. a lawyer that works with insurance companies. Yep. It's a really big deal in the church space 
uh, specifically with sexual misconduct coverage yeah. and all the, you know, property coverage, all these things. Uh, you want to have a lawyer that's in your back pocket that can sort of represent you or can help advise you on who you should use to settle claims. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it sounds like if, if somebody's listening to this podcast right now, if you don't know who that person would be that you would call today, if you, if you had a need, you need to figure that out today. Oh, for sure. Uh, you don't need to wait until you feel like you're going to have that need. You need to figure that out today. Yeah. And again, it doesn't cost you anything. I, I yeah. think it's, it's so confusing to people because they think, oh, if I go to a lawyer, I'm going to have to pay them something. <laughs> You yes. don't. You just, all you do is say, you're my lawyer now. Yeah. And they may have you sign a piece of paper that says, if you, if we do work for you, yeah. we're going to charge you these rates. Yep. But that's good. It's not a bill. Now, now you have a lawyer. It's not a bill. A yeah. yeah. So do it. Do it today. <laughs> that's great. Let's, and let's talk about small businesses. What, what, what is their biggest, what is a small business biggest risk or vulnerability that they, they need to make sure they've got legal coverage for that's unique to the small business owner? Yeah. So uh, I would say the, the biggest uh, hole or the biggest gap is yeah. really employment law. Okay. Um, I have a fear of employment yeah. law. Yeah. Um, I don't want the Department of Labor coming yeah. in and, yeah. you know, auditing us. I don't. Uh, so I spend a lot of time protecting myself in that area. Yes. Um, you know, if you're a small business owner, you can get sued for anything. Yes. Um, we've had musicians that we work with where, uh, you know, something falls off the stage and lands on somebody and yes. they sue the record label. They sue the promoter. They sue the venue. They, yes. they sue the artist. They sue the drummer. Yes. You know, and it's like insurance companies are not bad people. We all yep. need insurance. Yep. Um, but their job is to settle a claim yep. and they oftentimes have to do what's called subrogate and they're going out to figure out who's going to be responsible for this. Yes. So the insurance company is the one that's going to sue everybody. Yes. Um, so make sure you've got good insurance, but make sure that you've got employees, you know, good employment agreements, good contractor agreements, um, that's one area that you just do not want to be left open on. Yeah. Um, and then the agreements that you have with your customers. Yes. Um, I would say that that would be second. Like, you know, what is what is my agreement with you? Yep. What have I agreed to do? What have you agreed to pay me? Yep. And how can we be held accountable on both of those things? Yep. Me servicing or providing you what I'm what I'm offering and you paying me for it. Um, you know, I think those two things are probably the most important. And then the third thing, and this is really like, I think we, we as small business owners and, and even, even churches, we have a tendency, uh, you know, the, the copier lease, for example, yep. if you have a copy machine yeah. that you're leasing, they come in and they bring you this document. It's like you're buying a house. It's right. 50 pages long and it's yeah. very fine print. You can't really understand it. Nobody's going to sit there and read it. Yep. If you need the copier, you have to sign this. Yep. Um, I, 100% of the time since the day I started the company, I take that and I send it to my lawyer. Yep. And I say, will you just glance over this? Everything. And just make sure that I'm not going to miss anything. Yep. And it'll charge me 50 bucks to do it. Yep. But it's totally worth it because he may come back and say, do you know that yep. you're agreeing to pay $1,000 at the end of the lease to yep. give it back? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm glad you told me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... 
vendor relationships would be the other piece. It would kind of be third in line if you yeah. ask me. Would is what are they what are they really telling me and what are they giving me? So have somebody review that stuff. Interesting, interesting. Well, well Ben, as we wrap up this podcast, could you maybe speak to how Dime come along, comes along organizations from a risk management perspective and how if an organization is saying I I'm in that place of I don't know who I would call. Uh, how, how could Dime come alongside them and support them? Yeah, so we uh, we are not a law firm. Yeah. We have lawyers on staff. We have we have some of the best lawyers actually that have ever worked in the church space. Yeah. Um, and that's a proven fact. It's not just my yeah. uh, biased opinion. Um, we have really great lawyers, and um, we can we can come aside uh, alongside any organization. We start really with that HR and the employment side of things yep. because we just think that's so important. Yes. Um, you want to build a great culture, set a lot of great clarity, and you want to protect yourself and you want to protect your employees. Yeah. So the first point of entry is really that. Yes. How can we help you with your employment side of things? Yep. Um, and so we have lawyers that serve as kind of HR professionals and they start there. Um, and once you have that relationship, then it's kind of like, Hey, will you review this contract for us? Will you review this vendor agreement for us? You know, and, and it goes from there and then we just charge you per project. Yeah. We'll review this for you. It's going to be, you know, $200 or whatever to do it. And we try to set flat fees we try to stay away from hourly billing because we just don't want anybody to be surprised on any side of things. We just want to set clear expectations up front. This is what you're going to get, and here's how much it's going to cost. And um, oftentimes we say it's not a good fit for us. Yep. Uh, you need to go hire a law firm yep. that will represent you because yep. we can't. We don't represent people. So yep. hire a law firm that will represent you, and um, you know this is a good a good firm that could and will you know kind of make recommendations yep. for you. That's great. That's great. Well, if you're interested in getting support around these things or anything related to Dime, go to simpledime.com and hit the contact us uh, button or the get started button. And we'd love to jump in and help your organization. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. We'd love it if you would rate or review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you might be listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.